הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנה הפרקטו שמשבארת המה. הוא יבחר לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן ומקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זוכרתו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, we start where we left off. Um, we begin a new סימן in שיחות ארן, lesson 79. Um, a beautiful parable, a beautiful example רבנו is going to give us. To help us better understand why people, when they begin to serve Hashem et Bach, they encounter difficulty. And this is something that a lot of people, uh, everyone, anyone who wants to truly desires, desires to draw close to Hashem, anyone who begins to take the plunge, has to encounter tremendous difficulty and suffering along the way. Because of course, we come from a place that is far, we're trying to do Teshuvah, to return to Hashem et Bach, and we have a lot of negativity that we brought with us. Rabbanu is going to explain what happens. With that negativity, what happens with that, the evil that we engaged in, and uh, Hashem. we're going to see how Rabenu is going to explain this to us in a way that's very understandable, and uh, to give us a significance of why this happens, why we have to go through so much trouble at the beginning of our of our godly service, divine service. Rabbeinu says, let's now explain the significance why a person who begins to enter the service of Hashem, to draw close to the true tzaddik, that immediately when he does so, he's encountered with uh, immoral thoughts, with great confusion, doubt, lack of clarity. Anything that, that confuses this person, the second he begins to draw close, the second he experiences that. And Rabbeinu now brings a parable to explain. We have a vessel of water and it seems at the beginning that this water is completely clear. And afterwards when we begin to put this water in a pot, for example, and put it next to the fire and begin to boil the water, the second you begin to boil that water, the water becomes confounded. It begins to, to boil together and to get mixed up. And this boiling, this fire, elevates the impurities that was in the water. And those impurities rise to the surface. A person needs to stand by the fire of this pot. And needs to stand by the pot taking a, a spoon, for example, to remove all those impurities and the, that filth at the top of the water. Every single time he sees new impurities rise to the top. It's like when you boil a broth, you take uh, bones of chicken or meat or something. All the uh, um, all that scum that rises to the top, you have to take out with the um, with a spoon. The same is true of water. Sometimes you boil something in the water, the water seems pure until you begin to boil it and you see the impurities rise to the top. At the beginning, you thought the water was completely clear, completely pure. Then afterwards, slowly, slowly, you see the impurities begin to rise to the surface, one time after the next. And then when you begin to remove um, that, uh, those impurities that exist within the water, afterwards, all that remains is pure water that is completely refined. Uh, truthfully, the way it should be. The same is true literally. 
of the parable of the um, the scenario that we mentioned above about a person who begins to draw close to Hashem. Before a person begins to serve Hashem, good and evil are mixed together within him. And they're inseparable. And because that evil is mixed with the good, you cannot see the impurities, the evil within him at all. Because the evil and the good are completely mixed together to the point where they're 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 indistinguishable. You cannot recognize them. It's like before the time of the sin of Adam Arishon. And we say about the, the sin of Adam that when they ate from the tree, Chava and Adam, they mixed together good and evil so that it's indistinguishable. You cannot recognize it. Um, so Rabban who starts his first Torah to explain that sometimes evil disguises itself in mitzvot. The Yetzirah today likes to disguise itself in a place where it makes you think that actually it's Kadosh. Uh, for example, you want to run to be a Rav, you know, you can have, you, to be a Rav is good, it's a mitzvah, try to help people, but what you don't know is that within that inyan, you can have the evil mixed in within it directly as well, that you're doing it for kavod, you're doing it for honor, to take pride, whatever it is, and there's examples for this in any single thing, um, it's why the etz hadat the etz of knowledge of good and evil, and, um, Rabbeinu explains in Lesson 8 of the Qutam Moran that the way to get rid of this, to do this a very good action, to get rid of it, to separate the good from the evil, is to study halakha. It gives you a clear vision where good and evil stands. Studying halakha is the, exa- is the exact action, the exact thing that helps you separate good and evil so that you can recognize where it is. Where good is and where evil is. And before you begin to do tshuva, that evil and good is mixed together that you don't know where. The second you begin to do tshuva, the second you begin to... Um, is instill within yourself or to bring within uh, bring in uh, within yourself a new consciousness that enables you to understand what evil and good is. So Rabenu says that the evil and the good are mixed together to the point where they you cannot distinguish where is where which is, um, which one is where. Um, but afterwards, when you begin to draw close to serving Hashem, you begin to draw close to the true tzaddik. Then you begin to be purified and refined. Then the impurities and the evil begins to rise to the top, to the surface. And you begin to recognize the evil that you did. And as we said about the pot analogy, a person needs to stand by the pot and remove all those impurities that rise to the top. And Rabban was saying, once you do that, all that will remain is pure and clarified water. Um, that is completely true. And uh, the same is true of this person when he begins to do Avodat Hashem. You need to recognize that any single time you get hit by these immoral thoughts, these Bilbulim, uh, Rabban is actually coming to tell you that these Bilbulim are coming to hint to you that it's an evil rising to the surface. Why do you get hit by immoral thoughts? And um, confusions and stuff like that. Because those confusions and immoral thoughts are just there to help you recognize that there are impurities that are still within you that you need to remove. They're actually there to explain to you that you need to get rid of them. It's actually a help because if they did not come, you would not recognize um, where you need help and how you need to refine yourself. Rabbanu continues, Hayav <laughs> 
Rabbeinu says it would be possible to remove all the dirt and the mire within these people uh, who were once in uh, physicality, who once engaged in all these desires uh, at the beginning and now begin to serve Hashem. But Rabbeinu was saying, why not? Why don't you just, why do these people have to go through so much difficulty, uh, confusion, doubts, and whatever it is? Why don't these people, aren't the, why aren't these people just assisted to get rid of their impurities immediately when they draw close to Hashem? But now Rabban will explain why a person has to be patient with this and why a person has to overcome all these confusions and doubts time after time again and not just be purified in one shot. Rabban explains, What's the point of getting rid of this mire immediately? If you do that, if you try to get rid of the mire and the dirt immediately within a person's uh, body, within a person's mind, that mire and that dirt will come away with the mind of the actual person. Why? Because the good within the person and the evil is mixed all together. As we said above, that they're completely um, mixed together. It's like a, you cannot separate them. It's one big pot and it's inseparable. Only when you boil yourself, which means that you refine yourself and you begin to serve Hashem with the fire of Hashem. Then you'll be able to get rid of those impurities. But Rabban was saying, if you got rid of that dirt and that mire at the beginning, your mind too would go with it. And that would be the worst thing. Therefore, Rabban explains that it's necessary to be patient, to wait until you're purified little by little. And those words, are significant. As Rabban's last words before he passed away were slowly, slowly. Significant because everything about Abad Hashem requires being patient, to wait. As Rabbanu teaches us in Lesson 6 of Likuta Moran, the essence of Tshuva is to wait. A person has to wait before he experiences the light of Hashem, before he experiences this great divine godliness and this, this light in which he is able to be besimcha serving Hashem. You have to first go through bitterness. When a person begins to serve Hashem for the first time, he has to experience bitterness because that bitterness helps you get rid of all the impurities. And once you go through that bitterness and you begin to still serve Hashem from that bitterness, then you'll merit to be besimcha. So for those who, of course, are still trying and it's still bitter, Rabban was saying, hold on just a little bit longer because you'll begin to see the simcha about serving Hashem. Rabban says at the beginning when you begin to learn Torah, it's very difficult. But when the Torah begins to reveal its love to you, then there's nothing else you want in the world. You don't even want the schach of what I'm about. You don't even want the reward, the reward of the world to come simply because the Torah is so enjoyable when you study it. And that takes time. That takes dedication. A person has to kill himself of the Torah. This is the Torah of a man who dies in the tent. As brought down in the parasha. Um, I forget which one. Um, but nonetheless, over there it says in the verse... Um, that this is the Torah of a man who kills himself, who dies in the tent. And uh, Rashi explains over there that a person has to kill himself of the Torah. That the Torah is only sustained and only fulfilled by a person who really puts his life into the Torah. It didn't mean to, to do the Torah half day, to chill half day. You know what I mean? I want to study the Torah when it's convenient, when I want to study, when I want to gain more wisdom. But whenever I want to relax, I want to relax. The Torah has to be engaging in all hours of the day. And even if we can't, that means to want to serve Hashem at all hours of the day. And this is important. But Rabban was explain, explaining that the main thing of serving Hashem is slowly, slowly. And with this slowly, slowly, we'll be able to serve Hashem properly the way He wants us to, to get rid of the impurities little by little. Siman Peh, Lesson 80 of Sikhot 
בני אדם יש להם כוח למנוע להסיט את האדם לרחקו מעבודת הבורא. ומצדיק האמת יותר מן היצר הרע. Underline this one because this is huge. Rabbeinu explains that people have the ability to prevent and influence others to distance themselves from serving Hashem Yitbach and to push themselves away from true tzaddikim. More than the Yitzhara has the ability to do this. Rabbeinu is saying a person has the ability to cool someone else off of serving Hashem Yitbach more than the Yitzhara has the ability to cool that person off. Rabbeinu is going to explain why we're going to explain the secret of Pinchas and killing Zimri ben Salu. And how this has to do with this, as Rabbi Nathan brought down in the Kutel Achot. Rabbi Nachman explained that the Yitzhara, the evil inclination, only has power according to the ability it's given, according to the strength Hashem decides. Meaning, according to the Yitzhara, depending on which world it's from. Meaning, when you go from one world to the next, one level to the next, you have a certain level of Yitzhara that is corresponding to the level in which you're at. If you're at level, uh, what do you call it? If you're at the... The nefesh of the, uh, or sorry, if you're at the nefesh of the soul of Ruach, because we know that there's five souls, and within each soul there's five levels. So if you're at the second level of soul of the Ruach, but you're at the first level of the second level, essentially, you're at the first stage of the second level, the nefesh of the Ruach, you have a Yetzara that is corresponding to that level. So the Yetzara only has the ability to discourage you according to how much strength it's given, and what determines that strength, the level which the Yetzara is at. When you go to the next level, when you go to the Ruach of Ruach, you're going to have a higher Yetzirah, which is stronger. Why? Because it's corresponding to the level which you're at. So the higher you go, the stronger the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah only has the ability to discourage you according to the level which it stands. The Yetzirah, there's an evil inclination of each level, and depending on that level, will determine the strength of the Yetzirah. Right? But look at what Rabbeinu says. Aval ha'adam, but a person is different. Hukraliyut. That a person is a generality. He, he, encompass, he encompasses all the worlds within him. We said that a person is Olam Katan, a man is a small world. Within him, you have the entire world, all the inhabitants, everything, all the nations that we discussed a few uh, less, uh, simanim ago, um, as we saw in Lesson 78 of Sikh Within a person, you have everything. That means all the worlds are encompassed within him. And because of that, Therefore, the, um, the obstacles of a person can be greater than the obstacles of the evil inclination because a person can go further than what the evil inclination of another man can do. Meaning, let's say, for example, another person wants to travel to Uman for Rosh Hashanah, right? And you have a person who is a Minaget, a person who doesn't believe in this, a person who, who uh, denies this idea and wants to discourage people from going to Rabbeinu for Rosh Hashanah. So you have a person who wants to go and he's speaking to his friend about this and his friend um, is telling him not to go. It's not good. Perhaps it's not good. You might get sick. This might happen. This, this. And he discourages him. This man actually might have gone had the friend not told him that. Why? Because the man's Yetzirah was at a lower level. The man's Yetzirah, the Yetzirah is equivalent to the level which you're at. Which you're at. So if you're at level 10, your Yetzirah will be at level 10. But this man has not only level 10, but he has a level 1 through 100. So he gave this man, this other man, his friend, uh, he cooled him off. Why? Because he used the Yetzirah. It just came from level 50, not level 10. And that's because a man encompasses all the levels. Therefore, a person, because of his free will, Rabbeinu says, because a person has free will, he can discourage someone else more than the Yetzirah can discourage someone. That's why we have to be so careful because in one second you could cool someone off and in one second you can actually do things which can bring a person close to Hashem in ways you couldn't imagine. 
But we have to be careful to make sure that we don't discourage and cool people off because our actions have tremendous consequences. And so Rabbi, Nachman, Rabbi Nathan teaches us about Pinchas. That Pinchas saw that the, the, uh, the brother in the Raya Mehemna in Parashat Pinchas uh, of the Zohar Kadosh, the section the Raya Mehemna. It's brought down over there that when Pinchas saw the, the Mem, the letter Mem floating above the Jewish camp, he saw that the Bnei Israel were, were about to die. Why? Because of the sin of Zimri ben Salu who took Kodli Batsur and had relations in front of the tent of Moshe Rabbeinu. And when Pinchas saw this, he was zealous. He got up, he took his sword and he killed Zimri. And the reason being is because he saw that um, he saw that the Bnei Israel were, were about to be executed. But what? He knew that the Yitzhak could only do so much, right? He could only... <coughs> the Yitzhak was going to accomplish this huge massacre. But Pinchas knew the secret. And instead of letting the Yitzhak create this judgment, he said, I'm going to do the judgment. Which means what? He took the Yitzhak off and he said, I will create the judgment. Because there can only be one judgment. You cannot have the Yitzhak give a judgment and Pinchas give a judgment. So Pinchas said, let me do the judgment. And he told the Yitzhak, I'm going to take the judgment upon myself. And the Yitzhak said, perfect. Why? Because the Yitzhak thought that Pinchas would even do worse damage than he could do. Because the Yitzhak only has, the Malach Hamavet, the evil, uh, the, what you call, the angel of death, only has the ability to accomplish that which God says. But a person can go further than that. A person can, because of his free will, can accomplish more can do much more good or even do worse. And when Yitzhak saw Pinchas, how angry he was because of this act, he thought that Pinchas was going to do a huge massacre, worse than even what the Yitzhak would do. So he let Pinchas do it. But Pinchas was a man of shalom, was a man of peace. And he tricked the Yitzhak, making the Yitzhak think that he was going to do something huge, a big damage. And instead, he killed only the people who committed the sin, uh, Zimri and Kozbi. And uh, he showed everyone um, this idea. As Rabbi Nathan explained, he, he uncovers the Nikut Arachot, which is a massive chidush. But um, we see here how a person has the ability to influence someone else, either for good or for tremendous bad. And uh, Hashem, may we have the ability to be vessels, to influence only for good, and to, uh, to uh, follow Hashem's Raton in everything that we do. Hashem.